I'd like us all to look at uh, a verse that's extremely uh, famous in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 21. And with God's help, I intend to look at it this morning with yourselves. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Uh, if there is one thing that is most important for us to know and most necessary for everyone to know in this world, it's the answer to life. The meaning of life, the future, why we're here, uh, what we are to do, where are we going, where have we come from, those ultimate questions are most important. Uh, but of all the things in the world that we need to know, the most important thing that we need to know is, are we safe? Are we safe? Whenever there is some kind of catastrophe that we read about or we see on the uh, television screens, we automatically think, I'm glad it wasn't me. Or if we hear news on the radio that something has happened where we live, we constantly or immediately think, are the people that we care about safe? And we phone to find out, are they safe? And sometimes uh, we may be in a situation where there's difficulty or problems and someone will phone up us and they'll say, are you safe? Being safe is extremely important in this day and age. We have this virus going round and everyone, we are told, needs to be vaccinated. Why? So that we can be safe. So that even though we may catch it, we won't get it as bad as if we hadn't had the injections. So it's about safety. We're to keep a, a certain distance from other people. Why? So that we may remain safe. We're to clean ourselves and we're to be careful where we go and how many people are near us, etc., etc. Why? Because we are safe and we should be safe. Well, here we have the Lord God telling us that we're to look to me and be safe. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. God says that ultimate safety is only found in him. He is the only one that can keep us safe. Now, we have uh, uh, three points here in the sermon. The first is we have a saviour available. Secondly, we have a truth asserted. And thirdly, we have a, a truth asserted. We have a saviour available. We have a truth uh, assumed, I should say. And we have a truth asserted. So, first of all, we need to be aware of the Saviour. Look unto me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. There is a Saviour here. There is a, a Saviour in the world. There is a Saviour around for every type of person. Look unto me, all you ends of the earth. This saviour is not a saviour for a certain type of person. You know, uh, sometimes you, you wish you were different. You wish you were 
well, let's be honest, I, I wish I was six foot two. I'm six foot one in my mind. I wish I was six foot two. And then my life would have been so very different. Uh, sometimes we, we go to places and we wish we were different. We wish we were, were stronger. We wish we were cleverer. We wish we were richer. And yet, we don't seem to wish we had a saviour. We always wish for something different about ourselves or about our lives. And yet, here God says, the most important thing for you and for me is that we have a saviour. Look to me, he says, and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. The most important person we should know in our life is God. He is the most important being. You know, when we want to be safe, we look in a variety of ways. And we look in different directions. When we're a little child and we've been taken down the park by our parents and we fall over and we hurt ourselves, we immediately look for our mum or our dad or whoever's taken us there. We look to them. If, if we're in the street and there's an accident or a problem, then we, we get our phones and we look to call the ambulance services or the police. If we're in our home and there's, there's a noise or there's something going on and we're a little bit scared, we look to somebody big and strong in the house or we look to the police and we call 999. Here God says, look to me all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. The one that we're to look to, the one that we're to, to put our eyes on and not take them off is God. He is God and there is no other. He is the saviour. You see, every single person in the world has a need of a saviour. We need to be safe and it is only God that can give us true safety. And here we have a saviour. We have a, a saviour here available and speaking to the ends of the earth, not just to the Jewish people, not just to a, a certain group that come and follow him and are called by his name. He opens up his arms and he says to the whole world, come to me, look to me, all you ends of the earth, and be saved. For I am God, and there is no other. We have here a saviour available. Now, sometimes if you're in the park, you may be wondering where your mum or your dad is. They may have popped to a shop to buy you an ice cream, or they may have gone away and had a chat with somebody. You may be alone in your house. You may be stuck on the street with no one to call, no phone. Who do you call then? Who do you call when you're alone in your bed and you're thinking about life to come? You're thinking and you close your eyes and you think about death. You think about what happens after death. You think about your day and things that you've said, things that you've thought about, things that you've planned in your head, things that you've done. Where are you going to go then? Who are you going to call then? The Lord says... Look to me, all you ends of the earth, and be saved. For I am God, and there is no other. We have a, a saviour. 
and here he is before us. He is available. And then you say, well, I, I believe in God. I believe in, in, in God and I believe and I, I, I try to do my best, but here we're told, no, no. You need to be more specific. Believing in God is good and useful and helpful to an extent. But the, the devils believe in God and they tremble. Believing in God isn't enough. You see, you need to know who you are to believe in. When the Lord here says, look to me and be saved, he is being specific. He is not telling you to have a general view of things. He is saying that you have to know him personally. And this divine one that we are to know, we are told about. In the earlier sections, we were told there about Jacob in verse 19. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. He's talking about a, a specific person. And when we read the scriptures, we can find out who this person is. You know, when, when you're in Sunday school, kids, I'll give you a tip. If ever they ask you a question, nine times out of ten, the answer is Jesus. It, it's, it's always Jesus. It's always Jesus. And here, the one we are to look at is Jesus. And we know that because the verses tell us in the context. Look at verse 23. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out from my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. That's what he says. The same person that says, look unto me and be saved, all ye ends of the earth, for I am the God and there is none else. It's the same person and he says immediately afterwards, I have sworn by myself, my word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness. I tell you the truth. Every knee to me shall bow and every tongue to me shall make an oath. And when we turn then to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 9. We have a wonderful description of the Lord Jesus Christ from Paul. And this is what he says. Um, these are the words we have. Let this mind, let this attitude be in you that is in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Here is God the Son of the same essence and having the same attributes as the Father. The Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Father. They're together in union. There is God. God the Father. God the Son. Two persons. One being. And what do we find? But he made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a servant and came into this world in the likeness of men. Here we have the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord Jesus Christ is God the Son, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. He's right with those lines. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. This Jesus this Son of God who came into the world and was born as a little child, the, the God-man, the saviour of the world, now humbles himself even to the death of the cross. 
Now, notice these words. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I have sworn by myself that to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall take an oath. The Lord Jesus Christ is here foretold in that verse. We are told to look to the Saviour. In the Old Testament, they were waiting for the Messiah, the one who was to come, the promise from the garden, the seed of the, day of the woman who is to crush the serpent's head. They are to wait for the Messiah. And now the Messiah has come. He has told us that every knee to him shall bow, every tongue shall confess to him. And Paul says, this person in Isaiah 45, that says, look to me and be saved, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we see in verse 24, and he shall say, surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come and all shall be ashamed who are incensed at him. In the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. And again, Paul in 1 Corinthians now, chapter 1, verses 30 and 31 says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Paul there says, the Lord Jesus Christ is the one who gives us everything we need. Righteousness, justification, redemption, sanctification. Let he who glories, glory in Christ. And here, in the Lord, all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Friends, the person that we are to look to the person that God has sent into the world. The father had one son and he sent him into the world to be the saviour. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he stands before us today in his word saying to you and saying to the ends of the earth, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other question we need to ask ourselves is where are we looking where do we look do we look to to God's savior do we look to the Lord Jesus Christ to be our righteousness to be our justification to make us right with God do we look to him you know I sometimes close my eyes and I I think of a courtroom and I think of myself standing there in the dock and sitting in the seat of judgment is God the Son. And he looks at me and he opens the book and he shows me all my thoughts and all my deeds and all my actions from my whole life. And they're not good. And he opens the book and he looks at me and he says, what should be done to you? And then he lifts up his hands and he shows his pierced hands. And then he moves 
his garment to the side and he shows me his side. And then he gets up from the dock and he stands in front of me and there in his feet are the wounds of the cross. And he says, I have died for you. I have taken your sin and your guilt and I have borne it away on the cross. I have died to make you right with God. The enormous load of human guilt was on my saviour laid. The Lord Jesus Christ is my saviour. He is my rock and he has become my salvation. Here we have for all people everywhere a saviour, a saviour available. Look unto me all the ends of the earth. But then we, we see two other things in this section. We see also a truth, a truth assumed. It's a, it's a truth that is assumed and it is universal. Look to me and be saved all you ends of the earth. This is a, a universal truth. It's not just a truth for people in Clidach or Wales. It's not just a truth for people in the, the 21st century. It's a truth from the beginning of time to the end of time. Every single group of people are involved, are included in this truth. And it is assumed. Look unto me, all the ends of the earth, and be saved. Everybody from the ends of the earth is needing a saviour. Every single person is guilty before God. The books will be opened on that day. And every single person will stand. The, the great and the small. The wise and the foolish. The rich and the poor. Wherever you are, the dead will give up their seas. The seas, sorry. The seas will give up their dead. The land will be full of teeming myriads of people who have lived on this earth. And they will be judged before the Lord Jesus Christ and his judgment seat. All the ends of the earth have a need of a saviour. Every single person has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single one of us have done things that we ought not to have done and have not done the things that we ought to have done. All we like sheep have gone astray and every one of us have sought our own way. But God... God the Father sent the Son and has laid on the Son the iniquity of all, all his people. Here we have a saviour for the whole world because the whole world is under the wrath of God. This is a, a universal truth. But you see, it's, it's also a, a particular truth. Now, when I'm, when I'm in class, I'm a teacher. So I'm looking at you children particularly. I'm a teacher and sometimes I say to the class, now can you all look this way? And they don't all look this way. I've given a, a universal call to the class to look at me and pay attention and they don't. And so I turn to one person there and I say, Dewi, can you look this way please? Aleri, thank you. Now that's a particular call. Here we have a particular truth as well, and it is assumed. If the whole world and everyone in it needs a saviour, then you need a saviour too. Not just the person next to you, not just old people, but everyone. I remember 
when I used to do children's work, I sometimes did the story and, and I'd speak to them. And sometimes I'd feel that God was moving and, and they were listening particularly well. The children were listening. And then at the end, we'd have questions. And I'd wait and I'd say, are there any questions? And a hand would go up and I'd think, oh. And I'd say, yes. And they say, I've got a cat. And I'd say, okay, thank you. Anyone else got a question to do with what I've said? And then someone else would put a hand up. And I'd say, yes. And they say, i got a cat too. You see, little children, you need to be saved. It doesn't matter how much I preach or how many children's stories you hear. The Lord Jesus Christ here is saying, look to me, he says. Don't look to the fact you're little and cute and your mother loves you and you're well behaved sometimes. Don't look to that. Look to me and be saved, he says. All the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. This is a, an assumed truth in this text that the whole world is in the, the lap of the devil and lost and full of sin and it's particular to each one of us. When you go to bed and you, and you close your eyes, before you close your eyes, ask yourself, have I ever looked to the Lord Jesus Christ to take away my sin? Have I ever looked to him and said, save me, saviour, hear me, saviour, or I die? Have you ever said what that rich man never said, but what that other man said? You see, there were two people that went to the temple to pray. One was a, a rich Pharisee who was really wise and clever and nice and, and so blessed by God. And he went right up to the front so everyone could see him. And he put his hands together and he prayed out loud so everyone could hear him. And then there was another person, a tax collector, who didn't think much of himself, who knew he needed help, a bit like Shadow crept into the back and he bent his hand, head and he said, Lord, have mercy on me, the sinner. Have you ever been like that tax collector before God? Have you ever seen that this truth assumed in this verse is particular to you and that you need to go to God and you need to ask forgiveness because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for sinners? Before you go to sleep tonight, ask yourself that question and pray to him. Speak to God the first time and admit, confess your sin to him. It's an assumed truth. But then there is an asserted truth. An asserted truth. And this truth is that whoever comes to the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. He is the saviour. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. How can you be certain of being saved? How can you be certain that all your sins will be removed from you and on that last day, God will remember them no more? How can you be sure that your guilt will be taken away and cast into the depths of the sea? How can you be sure? Well, because of the person Look to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. The Lord Jesus Christ is not just a man. 
He was a man like you and like me. He was born into the world like you and like I was. He had skin like you. He had bones like you. He breathed and he lived like we do. And he faced temptation. And he faced suffering like us. But he never cracked. He never sinned. He's the spotless son of God. Here we have the saviour. The one who is indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The one who is perfectly at union with God. When you saw him and you heard him speak, you heard the words of God. He and his father were united in such a way. He walked and he spoke. No man spoke like him. His authority was the authority of God because he is God. I am, he said, I am the good shepherd. You know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Jesus stands and says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. I give them eternal life and none of them shall perish. I keep them in my hand. My father who is greater than me because he has sent me and I obey him and I serve him and I've come to do his willing. My father has them in his hand as well. No one can pluck them out of our grasp. I and the Father are one. You see, the person that we have here saving people, the Saviour, isn't just a man. You see, a man can die for his own sins, but no one else's. A man can, can save himself, possibly, but no one else. A perfect man can only save himself. But here, here we have the promised man, the promised saviour, the son of God, come into the world to be the saviour. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is the Lord to the glory of God. He is the God-man and he can save to the uttermost whoever comes to him because of who he is. You know, you know, when you watch these films, you watch Superman, and it's brilliant watching Superman save people. But then I think to myself, see, he catches one person that falls from a skyscraper, and he swoops in and catches them and puts them to safety. Say, 30 or 40 people all jump or are pushed out at the same time. Can he save all of them? Well, he's super quick. He might be able to. But what happens if there's another skyscraper in another town and somebody else is falling from that one? Can he save them as well? What happens if the whole world is full of skyscrapers and everyone is falling out of the windows? He can't save them all. He's only Superman. But if he was God, if he were God, he could save to the uttermost the ends of the earth. Whoever comes to him, come unto me, all you that labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The Lord Jesus Christ can save everyone. Everyone who comes to him is saved because of his person, because he is the God-man, because he is the saviour. Not only 
Is he certain to save you because of who he is? But he is certain to save you because of the price he's paid. He has paid a price. He's paid the ransom with his blood. He is the perfect substitute. You know, in the first day, there was a man and his name was Adam. And if Adam had remained sinless, all his descendants would have been sinless as well. But Adam, in Adam, but Adam sinned. And so all his posterity sinned in him. And so every single person born into the world from Adam is sinful because of the nature and because of the failure of the Father. Through one man, through one man came transgression. But the Lord Jesus Christ is the second Adam. And whoever is in the Lord Jesus Christ is now accounted righteous and pure and clean. A child of God, born again, not of flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of, of God. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, the one who paid the price was the second Adam to remove our sins and to pay for them. He took our sins on himself like a garment and he gave to us his righteousness that we might be the righteousness of God in him. He who knew no sin became sin for us. The price he paid was complete and perfect. You know, in, in Isaiah chapter 40, when the people are discouraged, God speaks and says, Comfort! Comfort! Comfort ye my people, saith the Lord. Speak comfortably unto Jerusalem, for your sins are covered, for I have paid double for all your sins. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he died, didn't pay enough for your sins and my sins. He paid more than enough. You know, you, you may go into a sweet shop and the man behind the till may take a shine to you and say, okay, I'll, I'll let you have some sweets. I'll, I'll, I'll make a list, all right? So I'll make a list. So every sweet you got, and then you can pay me back when you got some money. And then every day on the way home from school, you get sweets. And the list gets longer and longer and longer and longer. And then at the end of the term, the end of the year, he says to you, it needs to be paid. And you're standing there and you look at the list and it's, it's huge. You've had so many sweets, but your teeth is all right, are all right. And then a stranger looks and says, it's all right, I'll pay. How much is it? £15.60. Here's 20 pounds, more than enough. You go out to that shop and your debt is paid and you don't have to worry. They, it doesn't matter. You, you thought, was, was it 15 pounds 60 or 15 pounds 16? How much was paid? He paid more than was necessary. The debt is clear. The Lord Jesus Christ paid more than is necessary with his precious blood to save people from their sins. And the third reason we should be secure is because of the promise. There is a promise here. Look to me and be saved. All ye ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. God has promised. 
he has promised to save whoever look to him, whoever trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ. They who have the Son have life. He who has the Son has life. She who has the Son has life. Whoever has the Son has life. There is life at a look at the crucified one. There is life in that moment for thee. So look, sinner, look at that man who did die, at the Saviour who died on the tree. Look, look, look and live. Look all you ends of the earth and be saved. For I am God and there is no other. The question you must ask yourself, have I looked? Have I taken my eyes off what I'm looking at at the moment to make myself right? Have I opened them and have I looked at the Lord Jesus Christ? Have I looked on his wonderful face? For the things of this earth will grow dim and dim in the wonder of his glory and grace. Look to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved, all ye ends of the earth. For he is God and there is no other.